It's the HAL 9000. <laughs> 9001. How awesome was Thomas Jane? He's pretty cool. Totally cool. Can you talk to him and see if he can come on our show? Nah, maybe. I, I mean, I gotta, uh, first I gotta, I mean, I don't know, did you see any of it at all? Uh, some of it, but see, I just love Thomas Jane because Thomas Jane was the best live-action Punisher ever. Yeah, he was. De- definitely was. Definitely, if people definitely. bash that movie because it's like, oh, it's so dark, he's not fighting supervillains, he's just killing them all, I'm like, hello, it's the Punisher, shut up. Exactly. That's what the Punisher should be doing. Ah, oh, very cool. No, he was awesome. Very cool guy. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but I said fuck. And his daughter was like, a dollar! So apparently every time he says fuck, he has to give his daughter a dollar. So he's like, give her a dollar. <laughs> it was pretty funny, so I did. So I set it up. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to go chat with him at Comic-Con. So. Awesome. What panel are you going to be at at Comic-Con? I, you know what? I'm actually not on a panel this year. Okay. Well, um, I have a friend that's going to walk around. He actually is really pissed at me for what, he, what he's calling an ambush job on the Avengers. With this uh-huh. whole thing. And I'm, I'm like, no, it's not really an ambush job. And, and Well, actually, <laughs> no, it's no, I, it's amazing for me as a guy who's never met a lot of these people in person how many of these people I've pissed off. Ah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. I actually got into arguments with Dwayne <laughs> McDuffie a couple years back. Really? Yeah, because he kept on talking about how uh, how how much how proud he was of the Static Shock cartoon. I'm like, I I called him a sellout because he crossed over the DC animated universe versus bringing in more milestone characters. I told him how cheapened I felt that he did, he he was too chicken to bring in Icon. Hmm. He was, he was cool though. I don't mind. And, and and then he talked about how he was trying to show role models, and I just said two words. Squad. Uh, I showed Neil that episode in the first two minutes. He goes, "Oh God, it's the basketball players, isn't it?" Very funny. So, do we have somebody else joining us today? Or is it uh, possibly. Uh, Pablo is running a little bit late. It looks like we might have to go on without him because I don't want to wait too long because you have to be somewhere at eight thirty. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, fatherly stuff. Dealing with these kids. Alright, well, let's take a little break. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's get started. I'll start with a monologue. Okay. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have on animation fish and Oz what we call the Avengers Curse. <laughs> in the first month of the show, we actually recorded an episode about Avengers United. We stand. My computer ate said episode, and refused to spit it out. And uh, a couple weeks ago, we recorded the episode about Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, with Hal Hefner here. Hello. There was a weird echo distortion thing going on, and it was sadly unsalvageable. Tonight, we are going to break the Avengers curse. Because no cartoon is so crappy that it creates a crap distortion field that will stop us from recording about it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So... Hello, welcome again to Animation Aficionados. I am your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. What's smarter than a talking horse? 
a spelling bee. And we have with us again, for the first time, for you listeners, Hal Hefner. Hello, how is everybody? I don't expect you to answer that. Yes, and uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about side-by-side, Avengers United We Stand versus Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. And uh, we'll start this off with uh, Hal actually knows a little detail about the the background of Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Hal, if you would please, you know, reveal as much as you're comfortable to reveal. Yes. Uh, so Avengers uh, seems to seem to be a cartoon that was uh, from the get go um, pushed, pushed and pushed and pushed. And and the reason it was pushed is obviously to um, get uh, the cartoon out so that the brand awareness could begin uh, warping the minds of little children to get them ready for the Avengers movie. And so um, I actually had a friend who uh, worked on the show, and they had offered him a very uh, high-level showrunner position. And he actually turned it down for a number of reasons, one of them being that he didn't necessarily feel like the show was going to be successful um, to the limits that he thought it could be because of the rough schedule and some of the uh, designs and, and other things uh, that he had seen uh, from the pre-production process. So from the get-go, it seemed like, um, you know, it was uh, typically, uh, you know, what we call a, a rushed, rushed property to accommodate, uh, uh, you know, a, a, another uh, version of this franchise. And so, so from that... Um, I knew right away, even before the cartoon came out, that uh, we were in for something. <laughs> and uh, can can I say that that I won't name it, but your friend instead took a rodent-related property. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, so yeah. So, uh, needless to say, uh, you know, I, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I came, I came out ex- not expecting much, and. Um, yeah, you were still disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say, you know. And the thing is, as a as a creator myself, and somebody who you know puts my art and my writing and, and for the world to like and to hate all at the same time, I know that you know when when I hear negative comments about my work, it stings. So I, you know, I I try not to be too critical of other people's work, but I do have an opinion, you know, and I am a very opinionated guy. So um, you know, I. I have to speak my mind about the Avengers, and I just have to say the one word that, I guess, uh, encapsulates everything for me is disappointment. I'm disappointed in, in the direction that the series has gone so far. And Hal's a father, so he knows disappointment. I do, I do, I do. Wow. Yep. So, uh, Hal, uh, just, uh, just to re- rewind a bit, uh, you uh-huh. know, the, the second half of this side-by-side is the earlier 90s Avengers United They Stand property, yeah. which was absolute shit. It yeah. was amazing. It was probably one of the most forgettable cartoons ever made. Uh, it, it was it was a terrible interpretation of the West Coast Avengers, uh, and I, I don't know who approved it. I, I can't I, I can't believe that that series was made. I think it was AVA Rad. I think this was back during the still ongoing era where he just signed his name and didn't do anything. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's well you see AVA Rad's name on everything and you know yeah. he's not looking over anything because there's no there's no connection anywhere. Right. 
you know, I hate to say it, but it's it's true. I if I don't know anyone who's ever seen AVA Red in person. I think he's I think he, <laughs> I think he's like Slash. He's made up. He's like the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Avi. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, Avengers United they stand, and Avengers Earth of Mighty Heroes both share a common trait. However, they both use a very bad Timitation art style. Yeah. Yep. In Avengers United They Stand, it is a much more unrefined Timitation. It's like you ask some kid in high school, hey, draw like Bruce Tim," and he, you give him a very big, fat, thick marker, and he does it. Because one thing I noticed constantly was the characters had this very, very, very thick outline in that cartoon. Yeah, and, the, and the proportions were off quite a bit, too. I actually, uh, just, just before the show, I was uh, out in my office uh, checking out some of the uh, clips from, that are online uh, on YouTube of the show. And, man, the first episode, the, some of the, the drawings, uh, especially of Wonder Man. Oh, my God. Got, he has, like, a pinhead. Tiny, tiny little head, right? <laughs> yeah. So bizarre. I was like, what? It, it reminds me of, it reminds me of that, that era of X-Force with, uh, was it X-Force or X-Factor with Strongman? Uh, it was X-Force, I think it was, right? I can't actually can't remember because it's, kind of, it's one of those it's one of those Terry X teams that nobody read the books for. Yeah, yeah, it was n- not one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I just remembered when Neil and I first watched that first episode of Avengers, and oh god, everything was so, moving so so jerkily. Neil said, "Is this the frame rate?" I'm like, "No, that was how the cartoon really looked on TV." Yeah, I I seriously thought it was like a bad YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. It, it, they're actually they were actually showing it uh i think as recent as like maybe six or seven months ago on um disney xd like late at night i remember i caught an episode of it not and that actually was the first time i had ever seen it i hadn't seen it when it originally came out and you I was are just, so lucky yeah i know i was like what the hell is this and i was like okay so is that hawkeye if so that what is up with that costume and those wristbands and everything and they just, they, I don't know why they decided to give everybody, like, new costumes and, and everything. And then, I don't know what, what, what kind of idea, uh, you know, someone had that, um, you know, the studios thought that that was a good idea to kind of greenlight a team that was not led by uh, Iron Man, Captain America, or Thor. I mean, to have Ant-Man as the leader of the team, just, I don't know. Hey, you forgot one thing, though, Hal. What? Avengers! It's morphing time! Oh, man. God. Uh, That's right. This is a this is an Avengers cartoon with a Sentai style armor up sequence. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and how about Ultron's voice? Did you catch that as you well? You know what? I gotta give him that. That Ultron voice is better than the Ultron voice in the new cartoon. Oh, I At least know. it tries to sound threatening versus just like you know a Rope. dull monotone. Mm-hmm. You know, oh. I am Ultron number six. <laughs> Oh, man. And, and I just remember that because the first episode of Avengers to me, Avengers United Stand to me, remind me so much of the 92 Fox X-Men series because a lot of the same notes. You have Wonder Man filling in for Morph. You have yep. Hawkeye playing Wolverine. Yep. It's the exact same plot. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, and, and Except, of course, for the epic three-frame helicopter ejection seat, Neil. Yes. And when I saw it, I was like, did, did they just do a helicopter ejection seat? In three frames. <laughs> In three frames. 
Oh man! Come on! I know, I know. I think that was all Acom. I hate to think what other studio would do that or touch that. I'm pretty sure it was Acom. Yeah, let me do a little research here. And I hated how they did the vision. They did the vision as what what they did was someone watched Star Trek: The Next Generation and said, "Let's write the vision like he's Commander Data." Oh, that's funny. That's a that's a funny parallel. That's exactly how they wrote him, though. That is that. Is, I didn't even think of that. That's pretty funny. The voice and everything, very you know, the the, the same tone of voice. And, and let me put it this way: in the comics, originally, Vision was a synthoid. He wasn't a robot. Robot. He was a synthetic right. human being. And I lo- I loved the vig- the Vision as a kid. I mean, and I actually you know I, I like the West Coast Avengers. I know not a lot of people did, but I liked that team. It was it was pretty fun and. Right. Uh, you know, I I don't know. It's it's you know to me that it was again disappointing. Uh, well, but I, I, I just I just want someone to back up the fact that it was actually it was you know the vision in the comics was never really Commander Data. I and no. them to write him like that was just a travesty. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of was kind of weird. Not sure what what the heck they were thinking. Again, it's it's kind of like you know. What I had said in the the last episode, it's like when you get a lot of these people that don't have uh, an appreciation for the the original properties themselves, meaning the comic book origins, that go ahead and make these shows and decide to put all these twists on them uh, that you know not necessarily go against the grain of what the character really stood for, but but you know I, I guess maybe that's not too much of a stretch saying that. But it's just to me, it's just like when you allow people to make decisions that don't understand the properties, then this is the kind of things that, that you come up with. And then and, they put pants on Wonder Woman. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and you know, and then, you know, like like we, you know, we talked about before, like a lot of the things, a lot of the problems in the Green Lantern movie, you know, I think stem from that same type of, uh, you know, problem. You know, not, not ever once in the, the movie stating that, you know, the Green Lantern's weakness is the color yellow, to me, was, was a travesty as well. It's like, okay, so Parallax is yellow. You see the yellow ring and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they never make a big deal out of the color yellow. And it's like, come on, that's the whole, you know, that's it. That's what Green Lantern is about, is fighting off fear and that yellow color. Oh, I, we have to apologize. It wasn't ACOM. It was Sa-Rom. Oh. Ooh. Animation Studio... And you know what? I'm looking. I'm looking at their credits list, and their credits list is everything that looks like Acom. I mean, this is a, this is probably a studio that really works hard to look like Acom because remember how you said that the, you know Darkwing Duck had Acom do some episodes, Neil? Yeah, I think it was actually Sauron. Okay. Oh, interesting. And they probably they did Captain Planet. They probably did the the Deke season. So. Uh huh. And and. Uh... Where where are they based out of? Uh, Korea, South okay. Rom. It's uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm half Korean, so I can tell Korean words from. No, I think the Deke season of Captain Planet was all Japanese animation. I think once they got into Hanna Barbera, that's when they dipped into the uh, into the uh, really horrible stuff. Yes, it's really funny. I'm looking at the animation studios for Marvel in the '90s, and you see Acom as doing nearly everything. Acom. Oh wow, Kennedy actually did the season one of Fantastic Four Neil. Yeah, I I I think we mentioned that because I said that's, that the uh, that's the the, the thing looked the thing looked like he like he hopped out of a Hanna Barbera cartoon. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Philippine Animation Studio did the 
some of X-Men and Fantastic Four. And guess what? Let's see. Tokyo Movie Sh- Shinsai only did is only listed for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And they only did a couple episodes, too, at that. So, Yeah, Marvel Animation in the 90s was not a happy place. And Avengers United They Stand shows it. By the way, guess what? Captain America, one episode. Iron Man, one episode. Thor, no episodes. Yeah, it's crazy. And you had an episode with Namor. I remember this episode because at the end... because I just saw it, actually. I just saw a uh, uh, clip of it on YouTube. See, the Vision had to go underwater because he's solar-powered now. <laughs> and at the end, he's actually he actually has one of those reflectors he's holding up sitting in a lawn chair on top of the Quinjet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. So here, here's bullshit. A, and, and here's... So uh, while, while you guys have been talking, I've been... Uh, checking out some of the um, some articles and stuff on the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. So whenever you're ready to throw some slop at the wall, I got some good stuff. Oh, I am ready to throw some slop at the wall because, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and give my give my analysis of Avengers United, United They Stand right now because it. it ran short and it didn't leave behind a good-looking corpse. no. And uh, it looks like ass today. It looked at like ass back then. So I don't know what praise I can give it. Oh, I know. If you want to have like a drinking game cartoon to watch with your friend, <laughs> or, or, or 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 you or you think you or you think you want to find something that's so bad it's good, maybe that's the recommendation I can give with Avengers United. They stand. Neil. Uh, if you can't take all this, you know. 30 frames per second animation, you know, you know, you, or if even 10 frames per second is too much for you, you, you might want to check it out. With transforming news cars, right? Oh, God. Oh, I forgot about that. I <laughs> no. tried to block that I gotta out. give them one bit of praise. They actually hand-animated vehicles in this cartoon. Yeah, but yeah. it was... But it was like, even though it's not ACOM, it was the ACOM style of animating vehicles where... Yeah. The jet's flying, and it seems to make a 90-degree turn in midair. And, yeah. And the jets coming out of the plane, like, don't seem to have any rhyme or reason to them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, I'm ready to give my, my, my opinion as well. Let me set up the cartoon, though. 2010, a new Avengers cartoon was announced. One would think after almost 20 years of viewing what DC has been doing right in animation, Marvel would finally get a clue. Maybe poach some of those executive producers or creators. Or maybe get like a house Marvel animation style. Something. Mm -hmm. Anything. And we got Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Take it away, Hal. All right. Well, here's here's a great quote. Um, I I actually uh, just had, you know, gone on to IMDB and was looking at some stuff and found a really uh, interesting article with Geek Tyrant and Jeff Loeb. And so Jeff Loeb goes on to say, uh, you know, and this, this is, these are in his words, I thought it was a really bold endeavor, particularly given that up until that point, the only show Marvel had produced was Superhero Squad, which was created in order to skew younger with a very stylized look. The Avengers was in many ways Marvel's step into the light that, to be perfectly honest, Warner's animation has dominated for so long in the boys' action-adventure land. 
So to have something that could be compared creatively with the Justice League shows was, I think, the initial concept. The key is initial concept. So, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's actually quite interesting coming from Lowell because, you know, you know, coming from a guy who likes writing about uh, Superman building sex dolls for teenagers. But other than that, <laughs> oh. I had to do it, Neil. It's Loeb. I know. It's Loeb. I, I, I kind of like him, though. I, I you know, I, I have to say I'm, I'm a fan of his. But I'm, I'm you know, like, I mean, it's just it's it sounds to me like just that line right there. Jeff Loeb is polishing a turd. And that, and that, and because you know, here's you know, like this. Just so to have something that could be compared creatively with the Justice League shows was, I think, the initial concept. Well, so it, the biggest thing you have to look at is you, you you bring a show to a new audience, bring these characters to a new audience. You have to do one thing above all else. You have to introduce, you have to introduce the the universe to a, a new viewer, right? In spoonfuls at first. This is this is what the strength the Bruce Tim animated universe had was you started with Batman. Batman is easily the most success, accessible DC Comics character ever. Totally. And he was the gateway drug. Yep, he was. And but he was the marijuana. Then you then you moved into Superman with, with uh we could call him cocaine. And then <laughs> I, I thought I thought L S D because Sunshine Superman. Ah, there you go, there you go. And so and so, uh, and then that led led the uh, you know let the door fly wide open for the Justice League. Yeah, and uh, the the only see Marvel has two gateway drugs. One thanks to thanks to of course uh, Robert Downey Jr. Right. Iron Man or Spider Man are Marvel's gateway drugs. Yep. If they if Marvel had the balls to make an animated universe or make an Avengers cartoon, they should start with a Spider Man show or, or an Iron Man show. And then got to yeah. this universe because the problem with doing a whole universe up out front is you have this problem where they had to do these minisodes on the web giving their viewers homework to understand this universe they're being dumped into. Way and to go. Yeah. And, and and one of the things too is like if you compare what you know how DC built their foundation to, there was a, a consistency in not only the universe, but the animation style. And so yes. if you look at, you know, just t- take for an example. Look at, you know, some of the last, uh, you know, shows that have come out from, you know, from the Marvel world, uh, uh, you know, in terms of, um, you know, animation. You know, you've got that weird kind of like computer generated uh, Iron Man that just was like, you know, just didn't quite, you know, there was something off about it that just didn't quite, it just didn't quite, you know, kind of uh, connect with you on a human uh, emotional level. And then they did that weird Spider-Man one with Neil Patrick Harris as the voice of Spider-Man that didn't last very long. Are you talking about Spectacular Spider-Man, where Spider-Man defeated Venom with the power of friendship and loves and hugs and rainbows and and we are together? I'm not sure if that... I think the Spectacular Spider-Man was the one with the goofy kind of drawing style. It was the one that looked like like an after-school special teaching you not to take drugs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's why I always am so upset because X Men Evolution had an art style that was simplified for animation, yet so distinctly not Bruce Tim. That and by far the best that Marvel has turned out in a long, long time. By yeah. far. And and they had this opportunity to just hire that artist. Say, okay, you're going to make the studio Marvel look for yeah. animation. 
Agreed. And and then and then you look at um, you know Wolverine and the X Men. That was very similar in style to that. Yes, too. it was. Yeah, you know, it wasn't bad. And and yeah. I always feel so upset that Marvel missed this opportunity to have a. It, instead, they went with an art style that's a very obvious imitation. And uh, as uh, Pablo Prino pointed out, when me, Neil, him, and I were watching these episodes of Avengers, you know, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the problem isn't the imitation; it's that you have like five characters standing together, and they look like they're from five different cartoons. Right. Because mm-hmm. you have because uh, if you look at Thor, Thor looks like you take his character design and you give it the animation studio that did the new He-Man series, he would look at home in He-Man. You take right. uh, you take uh, Wasp, and that's that's a straight out Glenn Murakami design, dude. That's a straight out Teen Titans Glenn Murakami design. I don't yeah. care what you say; it is. No, you, no doubt, no doubt. Which is really weird because Jane Foster has a completely different design design model behind her, and it's like they don't even look like they are in the same world. Yeah, it's it just doesn't. It, 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 yeah, consistency. I mean, I think that's. You know that's what every artist and every creator strives for is consistency, and and you would think that um, you you would think that Marvel would would grasp that, and I think that's probably the most disappointing thing because you know I actually don't want to be on a show bashing the Avengers. I want to be on a show loving the Avengers because I grew up loving the Avengers. To me, the Avengers are a, a very sacred fraternity of geekdom that actually you know played a huge part in my. Um, evolution is is not only a, an artist and writer, but but even even a human being. You know, I mean, comics were. You know, I I learned so much about the world from comics, and and I loved the Avengers, and and to see them kind of, I I almost feel like it's kind of like a second class treatment. Kind of get that, you know? Yeah. That, and uh, how how from the comics? What did you learn? How many how many things can the Hulk juggle in clown makeup? I know, right. I mean, seriously. Uh, no, no, still, it was awesome issue, awesome Jack Kirby artwork. I, I just love to point out that in the Avengers, the Hulk was juggling an elephant in clown makeup. <laughs> and speaking of the Hulk, I was watching the episode with the Cosmic Cube, and you have this very, very, very lame scene where Captain America gives the Hulk this pep talk about how awesome the Hulk is. The Hulk is made up awesome, and he's a true hero, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad. I know. It's... And it, it it was it was the writers literally jacking off to the Hulk. And it's it's weird. Again, you know, again, I mean, I I wonder, you know, I just wonder what you know what the the whole concept is is behind this. Is it like, do, I mean, and how do they make the writers prepare for for writing this? Do they say, hey, go read the Avengers and come back with some ideas, or is it like? Uh, you know, do they even test their knowledge of the Avengers? Like, if I was running this TV show, um, wouldn't you only hire people that I, I would actually give them a test? And you would have to pass the test on your knowledge of the Avengers. And if you pass the test, you could write for the show. I, I mean, think I, that's not exactly fair because uh, I think it was I think it was either Grant Morrison or no, it was Grant Morrison who hates Batman, but he wrote one of the most kick-ass Batman's in JLA. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still, I mean, I go, I go with knowledge is power, and and I think you know maybe that's. I, I kind of think that's that's a little bit of an, an aberration. You know, it's like especially if you're doing such a a long series, and it's it's so important to the launching of of a, of a movie franchise that you hope becomes 
you know, your X-Men or, or, you know, your foundation. And so, you know, I, I think they, they just should have given it a little more care. They should have really, you know, refined it a little more instead of rushed it. And, and I, I, guess, I think they should have, I think they should have actually picked uh, an animation studio that knows what it's doing because Lotto Animation has a short credits list. It's, it's actually an incredibly short credits list. Uh, you know what their credits list are? They did what? a couple episodes of The Crap Man. They did three episodes of Teen Titans. They did Superman Brainiac Attacks, and then they did Avengers. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, it kind of boils down to you get what you pay for as well. So, you know, obviously um, you can see that there, you know, that there's some button, possibly some budget restraints. I'm not going to say that's I can confirm or deny that, but let's just say that, you know, we're... You, you get what you pay for, and, and what you see, you know, ultimately is what you get. And, and this is what we've got here. So. Yeah, and uh, it, it just, uh, I was talking to people who are fans, and I said, I watched four to five episodes, and I hate it. And they said, well, that's not really enough to get a feel of the series. I'm like, bullshit. I know. Bullshit. I know, I know. It, I, I mean, it, it, I, if this series had any iota of good writing behind it, I would find something to like in five episodes. Yeah, and and you know, you know, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, good writing can make up for shit animation. And, and yeah. So, you know, it's and you know, it it just you know boggles my mind that you know Marvel wouldn't just would would I would handle this with care so much, you know, and it it just doesn't make any sense. So so Hal, you actually sat next to one of the writers recently. I did. Yes, I did. Did you ask her any questions? No, I actually didn't, because I, I mean, you know, like I said, one of the things is, is I do is I, I, I don't, I don't, try, I try not to bash people personally, because, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, I'm, a, I'm an artist, and I'm a writer, and I have my, uh, you know, trench coat exposed for the world to see, so, uh, you know, I try not to sling, uh, you know, too much crap personally, I, you know, however, I'll sling the crap at the Avengers as a whole, but, you know, I never would. I just, you know, decided to not talk about it. I, I know, honestly, you know, for her, I know she was proud of of being a part of that series. And, you know, if, if I was, you know, I, I would be too, you know. But, you know, it's, it's just something that I, you know, I, I just would rather not discuss. With There's one other thing that you, Avengers United They Stand have over Avengers Earth and Mightiest Heroes. You know what it is? It was canceled. Ah. Well, that and they actually, you know, instead of this... Horrible, horrible fake pop. The world's up without the break. Oh, I know that song is. It's, awful. Instead of that, they actually had like this generic as hell uh, instrumental. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But and you know what? I'd whole... rather have that than the world breaking or my eardrums breaking with the bad. And then, and then, uh, what was awful too is you know as a, you know, a guy who spent a lot of years doing graphic design work. Oh my God! The type treatments and you know, the typography. Um, you, know, you know what the type? The, you know what the type? Oh. You know what the font they use to do all the credits? It's Blambot's Bada Boom. You can buy it for five bucks on Blambot.com. That's funny. It's it. That's the thing. You go talk about them cutting corners. They can't even like you know make their own font for Avengers. You know, Spider-Man oh. the movie. They made their own font. Yep. Yep. Bruce Tim made his own font for Batman the Animated Series. And, but Avengers, you know, with, with the backing of Marvel and Disney, they buy Bada Boob for five bucks off Blambot. I know. It, it, well, you know, it's it's just, and again, it's like, why Why would you, I, just, I don't understand. Why would you, number one, why would you make a series that doesn't have three of the most um, 
prominent figures in the Marvel Universe and Captain America, uh, you know, Thor and Iron Man, number one. That, that was problem number one. Uh, number two, you just you put together a cast that can't really a cast of characters that can't carry uh, the show. Number three, the animation was poor. Number four, the writing was poor. I mean, and you could you know you could just keep going on and on. It's like I don't understand why you would rush and treat such a beloved franchise so poorly by doing such a terrible job on that show. Al, when it, it wasn't the world breaking; it was their budget. But geez, come on! I mean, you, you know, for that budget, you could still at least write in Captain America and Iron Man. Oh, and... I, I, oh I was talking about the Mightiest Heroes. Oh, Mightiest Heroes. Okay. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I just think that you know, I was watching these episodes, and Tony Stark. I'm not going to blame the voice actor himself because I learned long ago not to vo- blame the voice actors. Yeah. He comes off as whiny as all fuck. Yep, it's it's definitely not uh, not 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 a good portrayal of Tony Stark for sure. You know. And uh, the CG is dodgy as all hell. I mean, and the animation carries no weight behind it. I don't know how much you know about the process of an animation, Hal. Do you know anything about the process of ha- animation? Uh, yeah, not that process, but, you know, obviously I do know animation. Well, we'll just, we'll just regular standard animation. I, I didn't know what was off because it just felt so static until right. I realized, just watching it, uh, uh, they are drawing every character perfectly on model in each frame. Oh, yeah. Yep. And the problem with that is to create motion, you have to stretch a character model. That's how you create motion. It's a, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to have a circle move really fast, you make the circle become a line for a second. But in Avengers, no, the circle's still a circle with 10 frames, and it looks like a circle moving, and your eye catches that, and it looks fake. Yeah. And I was watching the Thor episode. It was actually one of the mini-sows that they turned into, that were four mini-sows turned into one episode. And number one, Thor's cape looks plastic. I mean, it goes up and then down, up and then down. It's what? What the fuck is this? Up and then down. <laughs> and uh, number two, you have all these heavy things happening, all these heavy footsteps, all these heavy cargo containers hitting the ground, and it just looks like something just sort of that weighs two pounds hits the ground. Because it might sound like a cheap trick, but if you shake the camera and the animation when something heavy hits the ground, it does create an effect of giving weight to an object. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. It was like, boom. Okay, what was that? That was nothing. You fail again. Oh, man. And what really got me was when Thor was fighting these thugs, his hammer, his hammer was CG. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's definitely bizarre. And the uh, it was it was just so bizarre and weird. It's and like I said, if you can't impress me in five episodes, I'm not going to listen to this whole you know. It's it's the Beast Wars uh, defense again, Neil. Yes, I'll let Neil yeah, explain yeah, the Beast Wars defense. The Beast Wars defense is you have to sit through <laughs> two episodes or two whole seasons to get to the third season where all the good episodes supposedly are. Like wait, you're you're not giving it enough of a chance. You you need to sit through like I don't know thirty nine episodes. <laughs> How many of those episodes have you sat through now? Uh, I don't know because the, the episode count is high because I I've actually seen a lot of them before, but I've seen them all out of order. If we're going by in order. I've seen about ten. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. <laughs> 
Neil's in pain right now. Which one of Beast Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's just so weird to me, this Avenger love, because I think the part of it is they, they take little hints and pieces from comic storylines that, that people love, and they're like, oh, see, see, they actually had Thor say, Ultron, I will have a word with thee. See, isn't that awesome? That that validates this cartoon for existing. Uh, I'm I like, know. well, number one, can't you write a Thor that doesn't speak in ye old English? Please? Just once? Pretty please? <laughs> number two, you write Captain America as corny as all hell, and people say, oh, Captain America always sounds corny. I'm like, he doesn't have to always sound corny. That just means no. it's a, you're a shitty writer. Exactly. You know, Captain America just has to sound passionate, you know, and, and compassionate. You know, he's a... Uh, supposed to he, sound like Optimus Prime. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a really good analogy. He, he, I think he definitely uh, has the Optimus Prime qualities. You know, he's a born leader. Sac- he will sacrifice himself for the good of the team. Will never die. You know, will ne- we'll never, you know, will we'll never go down without, you know, trying to get back up. And that, you know, they're missing that, you know, quite a bit. They're missing it. See, I knew Neil would appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Neil, are you a huge Transformers fan? Mostly G1. I'm, I'm actually a, uh, a Sunbow fan, but, ah. but that's, yeah. <laughs> so, it's... Well, you're not a headmaster then, or what? Uh, the headmasters are okay. I liked some <laughs> of the stuff they did. By, by season four of G1, it was like, uh, why are they putting alien green-skinned aliens on top of their heads. And... Yeah, that speak English, perfect English. And, and why is Daniel R.C.'s head? Is Daniel getting to no. this feminist side? Oh. No, no, I said this before. Daniel, one of the worst characters in animation. Did oh. you ever watch the, the Japanese end credits for Headmasters? Oh, God. I don't know if I did. It, it's, it's Daniel hump, humping Spike. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think I'm kidding. You really uh, think I'm kidding, but it, that's exactly what it is. Uh, and I showed Neil this, and Neil's like, oh, God, no. And I'd seen it before, and I was like, what are you talking about? No, I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> you had to put that spin on it. <laughs> well, that's, you have to... well, you have Spike laying down on the ground, and then Daniel on his back with, with his, like, with doing, like, this gymnast pose where he's, like, where he's, like, thrusting his uh, lower tor- torso down, and he's, his arms and legs spread out. So what 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 would you call that? Oh. I think we, we call that, we have to put that on the greatest hits in, alongside the, uh, the uh, Scott Summers testicle-biting episode from uh, from. Did you, ever, did you actually watch that, Hal? I can't find it on YouTube. I couldn't find it. Oh, oh God. It, it exists. Trust me. I, I've shown Neil. Neil can... you got to send me the link, man, because I couldn't find it. Okay, I'll find it. We have audio proof that it exists. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's, um, I'll find it, but Avengers... You, uh, uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. It's just something so strange about this uh, this lineup. And number one, I was watching this episode with the, the Cosmic Cube, and at the beginning of the episode, you have all the Avengers together watching Hawkeye shoot an arrow through a hole or something. And uh, the thing is, there's this weird perspective shot near the tip of the arrow, looking towards Hawkeye. And this perspective shot is drawn so shittily, you can't really tell what it is, except with the context of the scene. Uh. I, I mean, th- this shot looks like utter shit. And and people say, oh, it's not that bad. And I'm like, did you see this shot? Yeah, let me pull this shot up. I'm going to do that first. 
Because, okay, Hal and Neil keep talking about Avengers while I'm looking for this. Yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, for me, I just wish they could get it right. Get it right and, and you know, pay pay some respect to the comics and, and to us fans that, you know, really love this franchise. And, and I mean, you know, I, I'll even go out on a, a limb to say I like the 1960s, you know, animated comics that are animated, uh, you know, uh, animated shorts that looked like animated comics that were you know awful more than much more than these episodes right now and, and it's just it's disappointing I, when I don't captain know. america throws his oh, mighty shield oh yeah i love that stuff you know but it's just you know for me I, i'm just extremely disappointed because i really i wanted this show to rock i really wanted it to rock and i mean to me it also goes back to i actually am so not a fan of um anything ultimate like i i can't stand the whole ultimates concept i'm just not uh not into that at all yeah i'm, I'm watching this episode now and the thing that strikes me this ant-man looks like someone took the design from the flash from justice league and put antennas on him pretty much right mm. yeah and uh and that's the thing that's the thing because you look at iron man iron man looks like he could almost be a a, a, a Gen Gendy Tarkovsky design, but with too many lines on it, because you could easily reduce the number of lines on Iron Man's design by eighty percent, and you could still look like something have something that looks like metal. Oh boy! Oh man! I don't know. I'd say I'm. I'm just okay. Let's see. If it... Yeah. One thing I tried to I tried to get in earlier was that uh, the Marvel does not ease you into these into this property at all. Someone who does who doesn't read the comics. They don't know or give a shit who Ant Man is. <laughs> well, he beats his wife and he builds killer robots. Oh. And that may be all you need to know. I mean, if if I was watching uh, United They Stand for the first time in the '90s, which thankfully I missed, I'd be like, uh, "Who is this again?" You'd be yeah, like, I "Where's mean, the fireworks like, factory? What, where, where, where are the three stars that should be in the cartoon? Why They're are they at the opening credits standing on top of the logo?" And mocking me, like, <laughs> I know. No, that's exactly what how the how the intro ends. It shows the three the the three ones you care about staying on top of the logo, and it's like, oh, you're not gonna see them, by the way. But then, not only do they do they pull out your security blanket by getting rid of you know those three iconic Avengers characters, but they decide to completely redesign the characters. And and I mean, especially like Wasp with red hair. When I first looked at it, I was like, "Is that Firestar from Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends?" He in this? It was awful. Like this weird costume with like this flaming red hair, and you know, Ant-Man's costume and Hawkeye's costume and Falcon's costume, and you know, I, I think the only one that kind of looked like the costume that it should have looked like was you know, semi, uh, like the comic was Wonder Man, but he had that tiny little. You know, pea head on top of a <laughs> you know, jolly green giant body, so it didn't make any sense. Oh, oh, oh. yeah, Wonder Man. Yeah, and if you're a Wonder Man fan, you will be you would be pissed off at that old series too, because yeah. they knock him out in the first episode. Like I said, he plays that series more. But I think uh, I act. I hate to say it though. I like Tigra. Tigra was always one. Of, I have this weird thing about an anamorphic characters. I always, you know. I had the hots for Chitara, Tiger. Who didn't? It's about girls and cats, but I already I told my wife if Chitara was real, I would leave you for her. I'm sorry. Okay, let me it, let me put this on my let me put this on my uh, on my photo bucket so I can share it with you, Neil and Hal. 
I found the word perspective shot. It's weird. Nice. All right, let me check it out. It's um, I'm put I'm loading it up right now. It's it's just so weird. It's uh, well, I have so much stuff on my photo on my photo bucket from stuff that Neil and I shared. Nice. Like that bottle of uh, Acom. <laughs> yeah, that was that yeah. was special. So which one do you think is a, you know, which one do you think uh, is a bigger piece of crap? Which Avengers show? Uh, I, th- I I think, you know, trying to compare the craps of that is like, uh, you know, how many Keurigs big is each crap? Uh-huh. It's like it's like Glass Joe fighting Gabby J. One of Glass them might win, Joe. but one of them might win, but they're both losers. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh... But I, I, I mean, I would say, you know, just. Based on you know what I've seen so far, I I guess the you know the the current one seems to be a little better. It, it is a little better, but at the same time, you know, I have people telling me, "Oh, this could be this could be Marvel's attempt at trying to be as good as Bruce Tim." Like I tell them outright, Bruce Tim never treated the animation as secondary. This series treats the animation as secondary. It can never be like Bruce Tim. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and and the thing is that it, it's it's as simple as that. It is treating an, the animation as secondary. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, you had to write like Exo Squad to, to have me forgive that. And by the way, here's the weird perspective shot. And by the way, he's he's doing the Matsuda flat fingertips thing that pisses me off. Uh, I don't um, know how you feel about the Jeff Matsuda, but yeah, but I'll. Uh... Yeah, look at that perspective shot. Tell, tell me what that's supposed to be. It looks like he's about to fire a shovel at someone. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, wasn't there wasn't there a guy on Mystery Man called the Shoveler? I don't know. I remember there was the flaming banana that never made it past the comics. Yes, Neil, there was a superhero called the Flaming Banana. He was his suit was a banana suit with a flaming head. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, Hal, do you see the the weird POV there? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to say, man. Well, number one, this means his arm is actually bent. The, the one holding the bow is actually bent to get that kind of perspective, which is wrong because I've actually went bow hunting before and you have to keep the, your bow arm straight. Yeah, and, pretty, pretty bizarre. Yeah, it's a, he's about to shoot a shovel. It's shoveling time. And... This was just such a weird episode because not only did it do that, this weird perspective shot at the beginning, it had Captain America give the Hulk, you're a real true awesome hero speech five minutes after Hulk said he was going to eat Scar- eat uh, Black Widow. <laughs> not, in that, not in that clean sexual way either. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'm going to eat her. I'm like, geez, Cap, what the fuck's wrong with you? Were you replaced by a scroll? Yeah, it's no, that's later. Oh, I'm sorry. I spoiled that for everybody. Who's was going to watch this and be disappointed. Sorry. Uh, I was so looking forward to seeing the rest of the series. <laughs> you ruined it. And uh, basically, at the end of this episode, you have Captain America and uh, one of the villains reaching for the Cosmic Cube, and they both touch it at once, and the implication is they both offset the other's wish. Because for people not familiar with the Marvel Universe... Okay, let me put it very simply. The Cosmic Cube is all seven Dragon Balls. There. I was just... 
I was just reaching for a Dragon Ball joke, and you took it ah. away. I, I'm, I'm making it simple for people who don't want to know the whole bullshit about Cosmic Cubes. You touch it, you make a wish. The end. And it's a cube. I guess cubes are easier to carry than balls, but anyways. They both touch the Cosmic Cube, and they both make the wish, and it offsets, and reality wasn't changed. And then, except, at the end of the episode, they did a flashback in World War II, and it turns out, you know, Bucky, who was supposed to die in Cap's last mission... Right. He's falling in the water, and then his eye flashes open. So this means one thing. First off, there's a rule in comic books that has already been broken, sadly. You don't bring back Uncle Ben. You don't bring back Bucky. You don't bring back Jason Todd. Yep. And they were all brought back. Yeah, the whole Bucky thing and Winter Soldier. I mean, that... And they're going to do it in the cartoon, so... Oh, yeah. You know it. What's really sad is the actor who plays Bucky in the movie... Is begging, uh-huh. is begging Joss Whedon to uh, write in Winter Soldier. No, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. Winter Soldier is a bad idea because what it is is basically saying Captain America was just a PR stunt and Bucky was the true secret weapon. I'm sure yeah, so let's name him Bucky. I shit you not. He, he went around crawling under barbed wire with a knife, assassinating... Uh, the Nazis while Captain America was doing OSS shows. Yeah. That was how they, that's how they made Bucky badass enough to where they turned him into the winter soldier with a bionic arm. I know. With a Kung Fu grip. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to scroll down this, uh, cause Loeb starts to talk about, uh, the next season and what we have in mind. So, any are there any are there any robot sex dolls? Uh, Ultron. It's Jeff Loeb. Ultron, the blow-up doll. Well, Coming soon. Well, uh, Brian Michael Bendis did turn Ultron into a woman. Actually, it was Ultron turning Tony oh. Stark into a woman. Oh, that's funny. No, do, do you doubt this? Do you doubt this? Because I have scans. Oh, do you? It was from it was from my, Brian Michael Bendis and Frank Cho's Avengers series a couple years back. You don't remember this? Hmm, no. I just remember it was because Frank Cho was. I was thinking Brian Michael Bendis wrote to Ultron as a woman because it's Frank Cho drawing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Frank Cho, okay. Yeah, I can go with that. It's Frank Cho. Because unlike, unlike Scott Kurtz, everybody in the Marvel reading universe oh. hot women damn did i steal your joke neil no okay <laughs> we're bringing up something from like five years ago it's like what the hell is he talking well, about? I'm, I'm actually i'm gonna try to see if i can hop on one you know hop into one of these panels because uh, i know they're gonna be they're even mentioning it that they're gonna uh get involved in, in uh, some comic-con panel so I'm curious to hear what what they're going to say about the uh, the, the Avenger series. And, okay, and you can be our exclusive correspondent. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll try to do that. But then again, I'm also I'm one of those guys that I look at the line and I'm like, fuck this, and I just decide not to deal with you know the the hordes of smelly people that are standing in line to get into these events. So, and there you go, there you go. It's uh. What the story was, Ultron infected Tony Stark's armor, which then infected Tony Stark, which reconfigured Tony Stark to be a naked naked woman, which was... Oh, a- my God! What? What? Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I guess there are certain things that are better left alone. That's one of them. Wow. But it's Frank Cho. I like Frank Cho, though. <laughs> you know, I just... Yeah, that's just weird. It really happened. It really happened. Hmm. And that's supposed to be Jan's, uh, a duplicate of Jan's body, by the way, so. And I don't remember Jan ever being that generous. Yeah, definitely not. Annoying, yes. Generous, no. <laughs> no, uh, no, she was not annoying because if she was too annoying, she got a pop. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't meet a soda. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's, uh, Wow. No, yeah. Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but if you tell me, oh, you have to watch, like, the whole season to get the ambiance and, like, the little subtle hints in each episode to build to something greater, that's the thing. If you have, like, a 30-second hint in each episode to build up to one thing, just put five minutes worth of it in one episode, da- God damn it. Yeah. Because I was watching the episode with Ultron where, like, half the episode is Thor it, resting his head on the Enchantress's lap. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what was that? What? I, I, I said, to them, "What was that?" They said, "Oh, you have to watch the whole season because there's like little hints of entranters everywhere." I'm like, "I'm not going to watch a series that requires me to take notes like this." Yeah. Well, it, it, especially, I mean, it, it just lacks the quality that you you really wanted to have. And you know, I mean, look, I, I like I said, I put myself out there for you know the world to see and. I know, you know, negativity uh, is always going to come when you put something out there. But I really, you know, I expect a lot because these are multi-million dollar companies with the money to do things right. And when you have the money to do things right and you don't do them right, I just, I don't understand. I don't get it. Why? Why? You know, why? That, that would be, if I had to, you know, if I had to sit down with Jeff Loeb and got to ask him one question, that, that might be one. It's like, you know... Why would you allow the Avengers to be, you know, done in this way? And 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 really, with you know, with, with animation of, of subpar quality, and you know, just the stories that don't necessarily reflect the you know the the quality that, that it should have. I have so many questions for for Jeff Loeb. I it would be hard for me to narrow it down to one. I have two. I would be number one. What's with you with robot sex dolls? Really? <laughs> number two is Batman. Drop kicking Captain Marvel into a mountain. Not going to happen. What were you thinking? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I have people that defend it because, because Superman and Batman were thinking about the, the move in chess called castling. And I had people actually quote back the castling to me. I'm like, that doesn't still explain how Batman was able to kick Captain Marvel into a mountain hard enough to revert him back to Billy Batson. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I, I mean, his leg should have shattered. Yeah, that's not going to happen, you know. Uh, no, unless, unless it was a robotic leg like the Winter Soldier, then maybe that'd be a different story. Well, he has to use it to... A robotic arm. He had a robotic leg. Yeah. The Winter Batman. Oh, God, you remind me of Batman from Red Sun wearing the goddamn... Oh! Uh, Russian hat. Yeah. With the bad ears coming out of the top. It's the you stupidest thing you ever saw. You know what I'm realizing? The more we talk about comics, the more I realize, wow, there's a lot of shitty comics, too. 
So maybe the... <laughs> well, you know what? It's just so weird because uh, I thought I blew my all through all my hate when, I, when we did the Comic Connoisseurs episode a few episodes back. But it turns out there's still more things for me angry about. Maybe I should do an ep- Maybe I should do a show reviewing comics. But then I remember I can't keep that anger up for too long. And I'd rather talk about animation, which which I love much more. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just such a shame that there's no one out there like really reviewing these bad comics. It's such a shame, you know. what I mean, <laughs> yeah, telling it like it is. You know what I mean? And and you know it's it's all about sales now, and and you know killing these characters and bringing them back and. Starting the episode or the issues back at issue one and stuff like that, and um, and, and really what what I think this whole you know what they'll tell you is yeah we're gonna you know restart the universe and um, you know it's not a it's not a uh, you know not necessarily a restart but it's basically a you know kind of like a, a relaunch you know but really what it is it's all geared to hype up the digital comic sales that's exactly what it is. Well, maybe they should have actually priced the digital comics to be competitive. I know, I know, I know. They're real. They're really expensive. I mean, yeah. And uh, like, like I said, it's just so weird to me. This Avengers cartoon. It's, it's a golden opportunity missed because, but you, like you said about the the production being rushed. You, you know how you know how many months it takes. You know, conservatively for good anime, good television oh, yeah. animation to Take from uh, from to from being submitted to the animation studio to coming back. You know what the usual turnaround time is. Well, it's it's definitely changed over the years. I know it's a little faster. Uh, well, know. let me let me give let me give you a. Uh, are you familiar with Avatar: The Last Airbender? Sure. Yeah. Nine it's months. A good, it's a good show. Nine months. Uh, wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, Lotto. You know, I, I've read that Lotto's is around for Avengers is around three to four. And 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 what I what I don't understand is why not take a little bit more time. And launch Avengers with, you know, the launch of, of Captain America, the, the, the movie. You know, it would seem like that would be, um, you know, more logical uh, time. You well, know? to me, it's, it's, it's they're trying to compete against many different formulas because, number one, they're doing a 24-episode season, which yeah. very few cartoons do a 24-episode season, especially one like this. It's yeah. it, especially trying to crank it out in a year. It's, it's just it's just a, such a bad idea. Do a twelve episode season. Do twelve really good episodes. Quality episodes. Twelve really good episodes. I mean, Batman the Animated Series. Their first season was what sixteen, but it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You start small. You start small. You know, it's it's a, uh, you know, an old shooting proverb is aim small, miss small. Yeah. You know, you, you you go way too far. You overextend yourself. You get something where you have to do like these mini webisodes where you explain who these characters are. Give give the viewer homework, and I mean, yeah. wh- when did that ever work out? Okay, you know, giving the viewer homework. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, and, and and what frustrates me is I know people who are usually really logical people who lap this up. I mean, I was on a forum and all I said was maybe next season they can get better animation. I had people jump down my throat and I had to actually actually prove that the animation was subpar. Yeah, it is. It it is. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it's just a, a total um, clusterfuck. It, yeah, it's it's just it's just disappointing. I mean, I, like I said, I really, you know, I, I I love the Avengers. You know, it's something I grew up on, and I really wanted to see an amazing, amazing show. And the first thing that I see is that awful theme song. 
And yeah. I'm just like, are you kidding me? We, you... we don't hate our audience enough to play the theme song. You have to look for it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I fear we put something of that audio quality on the recording, it will destroy the recording again. The Avengers oh, Curse yeah. will strike again. And just the, the first line, the world's about to break. The world's about to break. I mean, that's it's, about it. Well, well to me, the, the corniest line was when you have Lost say the name of the team before the team was born. We can be Avengers. No, oh, What's that mean? <laughs> what no. are you avenging? Was someone yeah. you know you love died or something? Are you going to, like, avenge them? It's what, what? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> that's like the, the scene in... Uh... Uh, the Green Avenger, where uh, she saved the day, and like one of the one of the townspeople said, "What are you avenging?" And there was just a silent panel in the comic, and then she flies away. She's like, "Away!" <laughs> Didn't want to answer the question. Well, yeah. the world was about to break. I know. So, so let's avenge it. Oh, oh man. Oh, yeah, man. it's 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 a preemptive avenging. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. I mean, w- w- the only thing I can say is dis- the word is disappointed. That's my word. Yeah, we say we're saying this out of love, not hate. I know exactly. I mean, that it's really what it's about, and I, I'm you know I, I'm honest about that. I mean, you know, like I, you know I've said it before. It's like I I do, I try so hard not to hate things, and and especially things associated with with the stuff that I love, and I I really wanted to like this Avengers even. After I had gotten the news from my friend of what was taking place, I was still holding out just a little bit of hope. And, uh, you know, just complete disappointment. Yeah, it. that's what hurts the worst when you try to give it a chance anyways. Yes, yes, yes. A, little, a fact that I have revealed in an early episode was sometimes I am wrong when I try to predict a show. For instance, mm-hmm. when Teen Titans was coming out and X-Men Evolution was coming out, I totally called it wrong. On both. Mm-hmm. I thought about Teen Titans. Oh, this is going to be good. I thought about X-Men Evolution. Oh, this is going to be shitty. I was wrong about both. Yeah, I, I hear you. I kind of, uh, I actually kind of uh, felt the same way. I thought that that, uh, the last Transformers animated one that was a little bit more anime, I thought that was going to be complete garbage. And I ended up liking some, liking the writing more than I liked the animation. Because I thought, because the they barely played, animation. Yeah, yeah. They, the they, barely they, animation. Let me put it yeah. that way. It's you can count the you can count the in betweens with the naked eye. It's five. Yeah. By the way, yeah. it's five. And and uh, and you know, but but I like some of the stories because they they paid uh, you know nice respect to, to the Transformers original original Transformers universe. So you know, I, I I let some of the things slide. But again, it's like you know, it's still you. It's it's unfortunate that you know nine times out of ten that the new shows that come out that deal with, you know, some of our most beloved uh, franchises, we come at them with, with not expecting much anymore, especially when it, you know, when it's not coming out of Warner Brothers animation, you know? Yeah, and uh, that's, that's just one of the weirdest weaknesses that Marvel Animation has always had, is yeah. they, they do these weird piecemeal uh, committee, subcommittee, you all do your own thing, you all do your own thing, and don't really care about any, any sort of uh, congruity in the look or anything. And Yeah. And I mean, even the early 90s Marvel animation, though I you know, didn't like it at all, it was at least consistently bad throughout. <laughs> oh, the- yeah, yeah. We have to give them that, Neil. Yeah, you know, it was at least consistently poor throughout, you know, the, the, you know, 
each of the series, but this it's just like you know it's it's a shame to see that they can't find their voice creatively when you've got these wonderful characters with you know basically what what's the equivalent of of the modern mythology of American folklore and you can't grasp it you know and you you can't you can't regurgitate it correctly to a new audience when you're the audience that grew up reading it it's just like what the hell you know yeah, I don't it's, get it's like the world's about to break yeah. <laughs> Uh, in, uh, the world's just, about to break. So terrible. Yeah, and I told people outright that dates the show so amazingly, and people oh. are like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, wait, one year. Oh yeah, one year. It's not gonna be five years. It's gonna be one year. Yeah, it's bad. I, I mean, I mean, talk about dated. It's, it's sort of like Teen Titans back when you know the J-pop thing was really. I don't think J-pop was ever mainstream. Right. Right. Not really. And, and they did this J-pop thing, and they decided, we'll try to make J-pop mainstream by giving the band who did the Teen Titans theme their own show as well. Yeah. Sam Register, you're an idiot. Ah. Well, you know, obviously they've rethought that path, and I think, I actually think Young Justice is, and I can't wait to see more episodes of that. That was the, the... Oh, Young Justice is well-written and well-animated. I just totally. It's just a personal preference of why I haven't been watching it lately. Yeah, and well, um, Bob Wayne, who is one of the um, sales associates for DC based out of New York, he was on the, the panel that I was on last night. Really great guy. Uh, just, you know, really very honest in, in his, uh, you know, opinions about things. He, and so I gave him a little bit of shit. I was like, dude, we need more Young Justice episodes. I was like, you teased us in June. They were supposed to come out. What's going on? He's like, oh, they're coming out. They're coming out. You know, we just did this whole deal with Cartoon Network that kind of hit the restart button on, on some stuff. So so hopefully we'll be getting new Teen Titans episodes fairly soon. Young Justice. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, how dare you mistake it for that I know, I know. shitty, <laughs> shitty pseudo-anime weeaboo shit. Fired. That was pretty pretty bad. I And honestly, I don't think I ever watched more than like two or three episodes of that Teen Titans show. It was awful. It uh, It was painful neil had a whole rant about the movie that's actually on the uh it's it's actually on this on the uh, faux 25 if you want to check it out that's funny it's uh neil just wouldn't stop i thought i wouldn't stop with teen times but neil wouldn't stop wow (laughs) and uh you know avengers it's i really wanted to have an avengers cartoon i'd like i tried to you know what i I saw the original webisodes when they were first out and I didn't touch the series until a couple weeks ago when I'm like, okay, I'm going to give the show a shot now. Popped in the first episode. Tony Stark, they're stealing my tech. Hey, where are you doing with my tech? I want my tech back. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> and the episode two with Thor. Doth, verily, verily, verily. Mm. And then I was like, okay, let's skip ahead. Ultron. I am Ultron number five. Yeah. Second episode of Ultron. I am Ultron number six. I like that your ben character. Hank Pym. I'm not good enough. I'm a loser. Wah, wah, wah. I mean, it's just you know, it's so ridiculous. Get us a like good. Thing. Get us a good Avengers show. And then the Cosmic Cute episode. Hulk, you're the heroiest hero ever. Hero, hero, <laughs> hero, hero. Yeah. Can you give me a Black Widow sandwich with that? No kidding. Just, I mean, why? Why can't they get the Hulk right? I don't understand it. Get him right. Get it right. The Hulk is, you know, a crazy beast that's hard to control that shouldn't talk much. You know, a little bit here and there, but 
make well, them. They don't have. They don't have. Uh, what's his name? Uh, John. F- F- what? What the hell's the name again? Ratchatori, I think is his name. They they don't have the guy who played the Hulk in the TV series voicing him again, do they? They have. Let's see. That's the big deal that everybody ever, always makes when they have the Hulk being voiced by that guy. It's like, oh, we have the Hulk voiced by that guy who, like, did this grunt Fred, in the Fred TV. Tad, Fred Tadashiori, I think. No, it's a you know the guy, the guy who played the, uh, the, the oh, Hulk in the TV series. Yeah. Yeah, Lou Frigno was probably the best Hulk we've ever seen. I mean, I know, I, but people make a big deal about him. that twenty years ago. You know, people make a big deal about him voicing the Hulk in cartoons, and I'm like, why? Why? All he does is grunt. Yeah, he doesn't say anything. Wasn't he deaf anyway? So anything he says will be kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember there was a there was an episode where he actually played some store owner that David was helping out some restaurant owner that David, David Banner was helping out. He actually played, uh, you know, a character in the show. I remember that one. Oh, I remember the one where the Hulk threw the bear. <laughs> and then remember the, the evil Hulk, the old guy, the evil Hulk. I try not to, uh, because I, 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 I spot in my heart for the Hulk, man, I can't help it. That's some good cheese that I will serve up. You on. say old Hulk. And I immediately think of Peter David's maestro. Maestro. Peter yeah. David. Yep. Is he still making friends like he always does? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be. Meaning a... not. <laughs> nah, Peter David and I go real way back. He uh, he insulted a friend of mine. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he actually used the. See, my friend got in an argument with Peter David about gun control, and regardless of how he felt about the issue, Peter David actually used parts of my friend's uh, argument as a character in Young in uh, Young Justice. That uh, as a straw man, and that mm. was, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, but at the same time childish and classic Peter David. Oh boy, yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm you know it's like you know season. I, I hate to say it, but I probably will be watching season two of the Avengers just because I'm a sucker. I I I like to punish myself. You know what I mean? I'm well, I of, saw five seasons of Teen Titans, so I know about self punishment. Yeah, so, but, uh, you know, I'll be watching it. But, you know, I just, I I hold out hope that, you know, something... You're holding out for a hero? Exactly. Till the end of the night. Gotta be strong, gotta be fast. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. I, yeah, it's just disappointing. That's, that's it, only... it is disappointing. It's disappointing because they had access to the talent. They had access to the money. Yep. And, you know... This isn't so much of trying to make something that gets everything together for a movie. This is more something that get, gets everything together to cash in. Exactly. For the movie. And like I said, the one thing that pisses me off is when people say, oh, you have to watch all 24 episodes to get the feel of the series. I'm like, I mean, what what kind of role is this? Can't I just I watch know. five episodes and say this is shit? I know. It is. And I mean, and and... Speaking of shit, I guess that's a good segue into summing up, the, you know, the uh, the earlier Avengers uh, United They Stand. Uh, I, I found this great quote: "A fourth-rate production that mishandled second-class heroes, sentenced first-rate heroes to guest star status, and used poor character designs, and had a soul that was part Power Rangers and part toy commercial without decent plots." Who said that's, that? In some review. Uh, that's actually he's it's it's a guy he's reviewing from Queens, New York, Man Bandit. So whoever you are, Man Bandit, good job. And he we he, salute he, you. He, he, yeah, he, he truly said, is a Man Bandit. Yes, yes. He is yes. a man. 
Yes. But uh, it's just, uh, it is such a weird construction, both of these Avengers series, because I wouldn't recommend the first one unless you like want to like hurt yourself and laugh doing it. Second yeah. one, I can't recommend either. It's like they might have one or two good lines somewhere in there. But right. at the same time, one good line, the whole short show, it doesn't make. It, it's like, no, it's it's still badly put together. It's still rushed. The animation is still cheap. The, the the music is shit. Yeah. The voice directing. I'm not going to blame any voice actors anymore because I learned long ago not to do that unless their name is Sandy Fox. Ah. The voice acting is shit. Yeah. Because of the voice director. Exactly. And it's hell. You have a theory that they told the the, the 20s start voice director to do a Robert Downey Jr. impersonation. Yeah, well, you can tell it's kind of like a you know Robert Downey Jr. impersonation. You know, kind of like a uh, an, an attempt to do it. You can tell that guy's voice is you know similar, but I don't know. He's some dude pretending to be a dude playing another dude. <laughs> exactly. That was pretty quick, man. That's a good one. Pulled Charlie. that right out of your Jack Black, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Tropic Thunder is hilarious. Just it is a good shot. movie, man. I, I like it. It's a it's a definitely a good movie. I'm I'm a fan. I like that movie. Yeah, but yeah. So Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I would not recommend it to be watched. So, no. Oddly, a lot of people I know love it, but I can't love it. I just don't see anything redeeming in it. And uh, Neil, your your uh, assessment. Uh, double KO. They're they're both terrible and. I, I can't pick one over the other. I, I I would imagine that even though they're both falling to the floor, I think uh, I think uh, United They Stand hits the floor first. It's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the worst of the two. But it, it doesn't it's one have of the this, worst cartoons ever. Maybe. But, I mean, but doesn't it have like this so bad it's good kind of quality? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. No way. Three frame ejection seat, dude. That's that's. Comedy gold. Oh, it's unwatchable. It makes it makes uh, Spider-Man Unlimited look like uh, like, like brilliant. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's an insult. That is an insult. We reviewed that one too. That was fighting words. Oh, you like Spider-Man Unlimited? No, no, no I'm no, I'm just saying that someone out there is gonna be like, Blanchard? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> But uh, no, it's uh, Spider-Man Extremely Limited was another one we we totally lambasted on the show. I don't the only the only Marvel animated show we actually gave a good review was X-Men Evolution. Yeah, and I mean the bet and and I you know again I I I slip in the Wolverine and the X-Men. The writing was a little weird, and I wasn't too you know fond of the way they kind of you know uh, wrote the characters and made Wolverine like this you know calm leader. But I liked the animation, and I thought they, you know, at least tried to, um, uh, you know, start to develop a style. You know, like, you know, because for me, that's what it's about is consistency. It's like when I'm drawing and painting my comic, um, I'm always worried about, you know, the consistency. I have, I constantly, while I'm working in Photoshop on my new pages, I constantly have my old pages that I've set up in a, you know, PDF file open so that I can go back and make sure that everything looks right, everything feels right, that, you know, everything feels like the same thing. And I think they lack what you're lacking from not only series to series, but within the series and the character designs, you're lacking a continuity that I think, you know, comic... Yeah, yeah seriously, pull up a picture of 
Wasp from the series. Put her next to a picture of Jane Foster in the series. Yeah. They look like they're from two completely different cartoons. The whole design ethic behind both of them is completely fucking different. Yeah, agreed. So it's like drawn together. It yeah. is like drawn together. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. That's a, that's funny. Yeah, uh, it's, it's disappointing. Yeah, it's very disappointing. I, I uh, we we were actually uh, my family and I took a little vacation in in Hawaii a couple of uh, about a month ago, and um, you know we were watching some cart you know cartoons. My daughters and I, and my daughters are five and three, and they're both like they you know they love Captain America, they love Iron Man, but they they couldn't watch the Avengers, and they were like they were they wanted to watch that the regular show over the Avengers, and I was like all right. Cool, and we actually got into the the regular show. And on, uh, have you guys seen that? No, it's actually pretty funny. It's it's not bad. It's it's actually pretty a pretty pretty fun show. It's a bizarre one, but it's uh it's pretty good. So you know, it, that just kind of goes to tell you that you know they're they're missing their mark if they really want to hit young kids and you know uh, both girls and and boys. Uh, you know they're not they're not doing a good job, and and I'm disappointed to say that, and it hurts to say that because I so want Captain America to be you know presented the way I I love him, and I so want um, you know Iron Man and Thor and Black Panther and Hawkeye, especially Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye to be those you know characters, and and you know I just think they fall short. You know they come closer than. United we poop, but uh, you know they're, it's definitely you know they've got some work to do, and I hope they can, you know, maybe improve upon some things during season two in order to uh, make up for this. But well, here's my recommendation for season two: they mm-hmm. keep whatever basic storyline they're working on, they they streamline the writing to where they have more self-contained episodes, and they don't try to put like ten little hints in each episode, and they completely go back to formula with the animation designs and get and they hire dr movie or don yang to do the animation or tms if they find the money if they shake disney really hard they'll probably get a couple billion bucks out of there somewhere it's that's my recommendation they just you would treat- think that they would get you know give them some cash since this avengers movie is as really i mean if this avengers movie flops you know Mar- marvel Filmmaking could be crushed, you know. I mean, this it, is it, an all-or-nothing thing for them. Because, it is because it they is. Ru- because they, they damaged Iron Man two, yeah, for Avengers. Yeah, absolutely. They they made Iron Man two pre-Avengers. Yeah, yep. And and they made and Thor, Thor. They made Thor pre-Avengers two, the yep. sequel. Yep. And just and, like they did with this. The TV show that we're that we're talking about right now. They did like, it, yeah. They did exactly the same thing. They, the the minisodes did the same thing. They 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 regulated stories about Thor and and, and uh, Iron Man as preambles to the Avengers versus just stories about them. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. almost forgot one thing before what? we end this episode. Nick Fury. Oh yeah. See, this is a case where. You know, they didn't want to use Ultimate Nick Fury exactly, but they didn't. Right. Want, they didn't want to use the badass white guy either. Right. So instead of instead of like Clint Eastwood or Samuel L. Jackson, you have Tito Jackson, <laughs> Randy <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> and he has he has like he has like the he has like the curly hair with with the uh, with the gray. So yeah. it's it's like 
oh, we're halfway and we're we're standing in both fields here, so that should please everybody. But when you do that, you please nobody. Exactly. Commit, commit or get out. You know that that's pretty much. Oh, what... speaking of uh, Agent Hill, she doesn't look like she belongs in this cartoon either. You know what she looks like? She looks mm-hmm. like she belongs in day, Dial M for Monkey. Dial M <laughs> for Fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Monkey. Yeah, it's it's from uh, Dexter's Lab. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Dexter's Laboratory. That was a great show. Let me let me find the picture of her from the cartoon, and I think Neil will say immediately, "Oh my god!" Oh, and if we ever get Craig McCracken or uh, Gendy Tartakovsky on this show, I'm immediately going to ask them about uh, the Huntor episode and the uh, the, the heat seeking moisture missile. <laughs> How did you get that past the network? <laughs> here you go. Here you go, Neil. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, well, you know what would be also be funny too is to hear what you know somebody like Jendi Tartakovsky thinks about the you know this Avengers cartoon because you know he's a fan of the Avengers you know it yeah he, he he did he did he did an episode of Dial M for Monkey that was a take off of of uh, of uh, the thing fighting that alien and he also did remember there was Valhalla that was like you know Val Van- ha- ha- Halen by the way Val Halen Val Halen yeah Val Halen the Norse was- god of rock. Exactly. Hey, dude, how's it going? That was great. Okay, the hair is definitely from Dial M for Monkey, but if her boobs were just a little (laughs) bit bigger, she could be in uh, Robotech the Shadow Chronicles. (laughs) Are you looking at this, Al? Yes. But something about her whole design reminds me of the woman from Dial M for Monkey. Yeah, I I see that. Definitely. Absolutely. Oh, man. And that's Maria Hill, who in the comics is a real super uber bitch. I just and I I just got an email from Marvel Comics actually telling me to watch the Captain America red carpet red carpet premiere on marvel.com. Okay. Oh, I'm seeing that movie on Friday actually. Are you? Yeah, it's, it debuts today here in uh in LA. Oh, LA's fine. Sunshine's most of the time. You got it. You, and the feeling it. is laid back. One of my, one of my friends is going. But I, I actually think this is going to be a pretty good movie. I, well, I it's directed I, by the guy who did The Rocketeer. Yeah, man, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be done well. And at least the world's not about to break. Exactly, exactly. And I, I like the, the Red Skull design. I think they did a good job with that. Because that could have easily gone badly. But I think it looks good. Oh, so badly. But yeah, let's uh, go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, All right. I can't recommend either of these series. Neil? Nope. How? Like I said, double uh, KO. No. I I mean, you know, like I said, I, I hate to bag on creators because I'm a creator myself, and uh, I hate getting kicked in the nuts by negative comments. But, um, yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I want to be a fan. I'm, I'm holding out this weird fanboy, little boy hope that maybe season two will turn around and, uh, you know, uh, um, kind of pull it out of the, get, the gutter. Uh, but, uh Yeah. Yeah, no. it's. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen because uh, they they have to retool everything. And I've I never seen a season two of a cartoon ever retool yeah. everything. I know, except for the Crap Man, but they retool <laughs> every season a- after each season met critical failure. Uh, but uh, you know, I can't recommend either of these series. And uh, this is the first time we had a side by side where both sides lost. Yep, they lo- they lose. They it lose. can't even be a draw. They both yeah. lost. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you could technically, like you know, like Neil said, you could technically give the slight edge to the, you know the new Avengers cartoon because the, the 
the you know the last one was so awful. I mean, and it, so it, it at least has the stars. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. But then again, it does have the world about him to break. <laughs> There's uh, nothing that makes the pain of that song go away. Ben, I think when you edit this, you have to play this as, as, as it uh, as the episode ends. You got to play this for everybody. You got to play the theme song. Neil, if you can stand listening to it to put it in the episode, do it. But if your ears so bleed uncontrollably. It'll it'll just it'll validate everything we said. Okay, we'll consider it. Okay, but uh, I am Ben. Jeez, Mr. Neil. And I am the Hef, creator of Gates, the web comic. So check it out at uh, GatesTheComic.com. All right, and to the next time, we have a very special guest. Yes, we're not going to spoil it, but you. It's very exciting for me, and I think it'll be very exciting for our listeners as well. It's very exciting for me, too. When Neil told me, I was very excited. They need to keep the moisture missiles away. Ah, that's funny. All right, and good night. Goodbye. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007. With the Webcomic Beacon, its newscast, the Tropecast, and Web Fiction World. You know, you can take a break from stupid things on Tumblr to go look at something useful. I would feel cheated if one of my friends said, hey, I wanted to share this comic book, and they gave me three pages torn out of the comic book. <laughs> Depends upon whether or not the action girl is capable of penetrating the wall of stock footage that the magic girl throws up while she's prepping. Not her. only hung over, but I also accidentally ate spoiled cream cheese, so I also had my own uh, food poisoning. Um, Anti-traditional publishing, much? Um, no, it's not, nothing to do with that. You'd have to be buried like hazmat, like in a salt mine. <laughs> <laughs> For three years, I've shown up once a week and tried to be serious. <laughs> and normally, we just sit around talking about boobs, but... Uh... Web comics, comic news, tropes, and web fiction, all at webcastbeacon.com.